Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. To the Pride of Detroit POD cast, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. Hey, folks, say it every week, but you know where to find us because we give you the name every time. Pride of Detroit at prideofdetroit.com. You can find the POD cast, which stands for the Pride of Detroit podcast. The first three letters, POD, for both words. Ha 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 ha. It's hard to market. You find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, slash iTunes. Did I say Stitcher? I might have said Stitcher already. I don't know. Uh, and iHeartRadio and any other fine podcast platform. I know we're having some trouble with the Google Podcast, and I'm trying to uh, look into that. I apologize for that ongoing kerfuffle. But I am Chris Perfett, your adequate host, at Chris Perfett on Twitter, P-E-R-F-E-T-T bringing you the whole truth and nothing but the lion's truth here on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Let's get to the crew right now. It's a bye week. There's been no Lions game to talk about, but we're still live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday, 8 p.m. When the Lions play on Sunday, I don't know how we're going to do it for Monday Night Football coming up, but every Sunday, 8 p.m., twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit after a game or on a bye week like today. And follow us on Twitter for those updates at pride of Detroit. Now, let's bring in the fearless leader of Detroit Online, King Duke of Duke of Detroit, A number one, Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Buddy, how you we doing? I'm good. I, I kind of like Duke of Detroit. That seems a little bit self-aggrandizing. Well, if you can get the word like out, maybe. If you, you can, can maybe get that word out, it's it's a you know Escape from New York reference. Let, let's pretend I did. Do you know what it's Escape perfect. from New York is? Yes, I know what Escape from New York What's is. What's the name of the lead character? I don't know. What is this? A See, test? Well, no, this, yes, it is. This is a warm-up because in about 20 minutes, we are playing for the first time a brand new game show. Brand new game show on Pride of Detroit. Uh, Jeremy has not been briefed on it. Our third man has not been briefed on it. Only I, Chris Perfett, know what is going to be played on the game show. The format, the scoring, everything like that. It is going to be fantastic. But let's bring in that third man right now. My man, the third man, the mystery man of NWA, I mean POD, Ryan Matthews. Back is the at Ryan underscore, <laughs> at Ryan underscore POD. Yeah, because we're doing this live on Twitch, no one hear, hears the drop. Ryan, how are we doing? We're doing good. It was a bye week. Bye weeks are my favorite weeks because I just get to sit back and and root for insanity, root for chaos. Root we, for, we get two well, of them now. We get we yeah. get it next week too because of the Monday night game. Yep, yep. We get to sit back on Sunday, chill out. 
uh, pour ourselves some tasty adult juice and uh, just go from there, man. It's it's the best time of the year. And we're going to dive right into it as we talk not about the Lions, but about the NFC North. And what is a... Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the important game or the funny game that happened oh, today got, for the NFC North? I know a lot of people are coming into the stream fresh off the, the Packers-Cowboys game, yeah. but I, I much rather talk about the Bears game. We, we need to start in London. We need to start with Raiders-Bears. We really need to do it because the Raiders dunked all over the Chicago Bears. All over them. And suddenly this race is uh, very interesting, Jeremy. This is a very interesting race now in the NFC North as the Lions now move to two behind the Green Bay Packers can probably take number one with a win in Lambeau on Monday night. Well, yeah, I mean, that that Bears game was very interesting because the Raiders just absolutely took it to them in the first half, building a, I think it was, what, 17 nothing lead or so? And, yeah. and Bears offense was doing nothing, getting trashed, and then, like, the Raiders self-imploded so hard in that second half, blew the entire lead. The Bears had the lead late. And despite the Raiders giving them all those gifts, including a pitch play in which the running back was not aware it was a pitch play, <laughs> um, and and maybe the worst roughing the passer penalty I've ever seen in my life, this, despite those gifts and more, the Bears still found a way to lose that game, which, I mean... It's very interesting because I'm not one to like think that the Bears are trash or that you know without a, a quality quarterback they can't compete. We saw that last year; they were able to compete without a quality quarterback, and their defense is still really, really good. But this was an interesting game because they got out physicaled on both sides of the ball. The Raiders were mm-hmm. able to run the ball on on the Bears, which is something we yeah, haven't Josh seen. Josh Jacobs really had ever. like 120 yards this game. Yep, and and you could say the same on on defense. I mean that Bears offensive line was getting dominated. They they couldn't run the ball against the Raiders. And I mean, if you were to wa- watch any slice of that game, even when the Raiders were self-imploding, it looked like the Raiders were the better team. And that says a lot about the Bears right now. And and it kind of makes me want to reassess my thoughts on them. Maybe they aren't. I mean, we, we all came into this Sunday thinking that the Vikings were easily the worst team in the division after last week's meltdown. They come in, they get a pretty good win. I mean, not against a great opponent, but it's against the Giants. Yeah. But, I don't even care if it's, if it's Daniel Jones. I don't care. It's the Giants. But with as big of a turd that the Bears laid today, I mean, you have to have they, they need to be have some consideration for worst team in the NFC North right now. Am I am I right, Ryan? We know who the best team in the NFC North is, and I I don't know. Say what you will about the Cowboys and and their start, and then their eventual fall from grace and. The Packers just completely outplayed them that entire game, both yeah, sides yeah. of the ball, offense, defense, and uh, I don't know. But I, I still want to talk about the Bears game for just a second because there are some things mm-hmm. that happened in the Bears game that really lead me to believe that they're going to be in trouble for the foreseeable future. And mm-hmm. one well, of, first off, go ahead. oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the first thing they need to do is Chase Daniel doesn't need to throw uh, directly to Nick Morrow <laughs> in probably the tightest spiral he threw all day to a to a to a Raiders defender. Yeah, that would that would be a good start. But go on, Ryan. That, that, that would that would be a really good start. And you know, here here's where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to say that there needs to be less Chase Daniel. I don't think that they can they can supplement. Chase Daniel with anything else. Their running game was absolutely horrific in this game. Tariq Cohen only had 10 yards on the day. David Montgomery had 11 carries for 25 yards. The team had 17 carries for 42 yards. 
their longest run of the day was six yards. If that's going to be your day, it's going to be a pretty long one. And I think, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy mentioned it or Jeremy mentioned it, but the, the bears offensive line is just in, it, it's in, it's in flux. It, it, I think that's the, the nicest way to put it. So to, to have the bears lose a game like this to the Raiders, where you think maybe if you start to play a little like schedule prognosticating, maybe the lions pick up a victory against the Raiders. I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where that goes, but this is one of those games where the Raiders were definitely viewed as the lesser opponent. I even picked the bears in this one. I thought Cleo Mack was going to have a bigger impact than he did, but you know, lo and behold, he, he couldn't, he couldn't do enough to to fix the, the bears problems on offense. Cause they were completely outmatched in the first half. Like, and like Jeremy said, like they, they, they got dominated so thoroughly that the second half was more so an implosion by the Raiders and the Raiders letting the bears back in the game. Don't you think Jeremy? Yeah, well, and, and the thing that was really shocking to me is that the Raiders beat the Bears at the Bears game. Like, the Raiders pulled off exactly what the Bears want to be, which is a, a, a you know, a, a flattening defense and a, and a running game on offense. And to see the Bears who've, you know, done what they want to do for a couple of years now, you know, being able to run the ball pretty well and, and obviously had that really, really good defense for almost five years now, I would say, to see them just, like, completely get outclassed by John freaking Gruden is just like, wow, that's that's an eye-opener. And, and maybe it's just one bad week for the Bears, but I'm I'm very surprised. And like I said, I think, I think you can make a really good case for them being the worst team in the NFC North right now. The quote of the day goes to the aforementioned John Gruden as dancing on the grave of the Bears. He says, this is the most fun I've ever had. You can beat anybody anywhere in any bleeping time zone. So Gruden's fired up. Gruden's having fun right now. And that's a problem. You've now got the crazy man riled up. Uh, Ryan, you both, we and I both talked about this before, and this is where we were both completely off about this game because we thought this was going to be the Khalil Mack revenge game. And since Khalil Mack gets absolutely bullied by the Raiders offensive line, like handled the entire day. And afterwards, he doesn't even talk to anybody in in the press conference he just declined to talk at all so that's where the bears are at that's where the bears are at i like this like tour of embarrassment that we're going through in the nfc north like last (laughs) week was the vikings and stefan diggs getting traded and like now of course everything's happy there because they want they and then it was like it was the terror of the oh my god the packers just lost the eagles what is going on ring hands ring hands ring hands what's wrong with aaron Rodgers? why did matt lafleur call (laughs) you know completely screw up the final play of the game and yeah, and now it's the Bears' turn. And not to say that the Lions didn't have their turn too. I think Week One was definitely week one. their turn. Tie. Yeah, <laughs> but we were first to the gate. <laughs> I think I think the trajectory now is like the Lions obviously have gone up since then. Fans are ninety two percent confident in the uh, in the direction of the team, which screams red flag to me. But uh, but I, I don't know. It's just like a very interesting outlook at the division right now. And obviously, I think Packers fans are going to be up again after after a pretty big win on the road. Do we want let's to get talk into that about game? yeah I was about to say let's talk about that game here real bit because as I said that's the, the Bears Raiders is the funny game Vikings Giants is the forgettable game because I don't care about the New York Giants you really can't make me care about it. I don't know how much Daniel Jones you can try to cram down my throat I don't care they're a bad team you beat up on a bad team congratulations you get the win and as I said a win's a win in the in the National Football League but 
I'm not, it doesn't mean I need to be impressed by it either. But let's talk about uh, what we just witnessed on the only game in the late slot on Fox. They, the NFL cleared out everything to have Packers, Cowboys completely unchallenged, Jeremy, in this four o'clock Eastern slot, which was bewildering. But I think that's the result of they made sure because the West Coast audience's London game couldn't go any later than 1 p.m. Eastern or any earlier than 1 p.m. Eastern, I should say, because that was it's 10 on the West Coast. And like, you know, normally these those start like, what, 9 a.m. on the East Coast? Something like Those that. London games, that's mm-hmm. 6 in the morning for the West. That's not... Yeah, with a team as big as the Raiders, you can't make that fly. But all, all eyes were on Dallas for this game. Uh, the Packers jumped out to a really insurmountable lead and just held the Cowboys off the entire day. Dallas did roar back within 24 points. They missed that field goal to end the game. You know, they had an impressive... They, they were scoreless in the, sec, in the first half, you know, put up 24 in the second half. Uh, 24 compared to 17 for Green Bay. So it looked like they might have had a chance, but, you know, Dak Prescott looked awful against the Packers. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers didn't look befuddled at all. Uh, Aaron Jones, we, we people were asked, uh, talking to themselves like, what are you going to do? You don't have Devontae Adams. What are the Packers going to do? Aaron Jones does it for you, both on for the Pack, both on the ground and through the air. 75, your rushing leader and your receiving leader on the day for the Green Bay Packers. And four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. touchdowns. (laughs) Like, Aaron Jones did it all today for Green Bay. He did everything. He was their Swiss Army knife made of platinum. And I think think you have to put him in the conversation right now of of maybe even a top five running back because he was electric. He was out there making Leighton Vander Esch, a guy who made the Pro Bowl last year, if I'm not mistaken, look like a fool, look like a clown. He was beating everyone to the outside. He was making incredible cuts and... You know, we talk a lot about the the rookie year that on Johnson had last year, but the only guy that out-carried him in on a yards-per-carry basis was Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones hasn't slowed down too much this year. So, I mean, I, I kind of gotten a little bit of a uh, a tiff on, on Twitter at, during this game saying, like, okay, what's your excuse for the Packers now? Like, what? why are they bad? Why is this not a good performance by them this time? <laughs> um, because, you know, Lions fans like to discredit the Packers, and I get it. I mean, you, you want to discredit your rivals. But the Packers look good, man. That I mean, let's talk about the defense. They held the Cowboys scoreless for how long? Two and a half quarters? Again, yeah, for, you know, until, uh, until like late into the third quarter, they got three interceptions on Dak Prescott, which I know our own Mansour Shaheen stands for Dak, but uh, no. They also got three sacks on Dak Prescott as well. Dak somehow threw for 460 yards in this game and just looked like absolute trash in the process. And and let's not forget that one week ago, two weeks ago, everyone was claiming that Kellen Moore was the brightest new offensive coordinator of all time. This Cowboys mm-hmm. offense that is been Detroit Lions alumni, Kellen Moore. Yes. All he needed was a chance to be an offensive coordinator. Uh, All he needed was a chance. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, only 62 yards on the ground. He was a Ryan. Zeke was a ghost in the second half. And I mean, I get it. They were down 31 points. They kind of have to, you know, they, well, you know, they were down 17 at the half after the third quarter, they were down uh, 31. They kind of had to throw the ball, but like Zeke wasn't a game factor at all for the, for the Cowboys. They gave him 12 carries. He could do nothing with it. Well, I mean, I I think it's really just situational. I mean, you take a look at the yeah. box score, and Mari Cooper has 226 yards receiving. Well, it's because the Cowboys were trailing the entire game. So I don't. I, 
I have, if there's anything to come away with this, with this game that happened, obviously I think the Green Bay Packers are for real. Thank you. But I also, I'm sorry, Monster, but Dak Prescott's not good. He's trash. <laughs> I mean, this is the. I, I'm not gonna. Should, I'm not gonna call him trash. We want to talk more about the Packers. By but. the way, by the way, um, uh, Mansoor is in our Twitch chat saying, "Fight me, Chris. Dak is good. It's the kicker's fault. Let me on the stream right now." That's so. how. That's how. That's how Cowboys fans fight. So, our 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 resident. <laughs> Let me speak to your manager. Our Dak resident Prescott, deputy editor, Cowboys fan. The only fan. reason Dak Prescott got all the praise that he did through the first three or four years of his career is because he had an amazing offensive line and amazing running game in front of him. Now he now. I mean, he didn't have his left tackle in this game. They they couldn't rely on the running game when they fell so far behind, so they had to rely on Dak Prescott, and what happened? Three interceptions. <laughs> Three interceptions. I know, so I know I guess at the, least one of those wasn't his fault, but right. still. Well, let's, let's look ahead because now this basically sets the table for a apocalyptic showdown in Lambeau mm-hmm. on Monday night. Uh, you know, wait, you know, having great Monday night fun. Uh, I don't even remember the Monday night song anymore. All my rowdy friends. Yeah. There so you go. I, uh, what, what do we, what do we like? I know I see our Twitch chats and up an arm saying, as you say, Jeremy, no one wants to give the Packers credit. They don't like, you know, Oh, da, 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 da. There's going to be some excuse about the Packers, but I don't know if they're back yet. I think that the Eagles game plan for them, right? I think the Lions are going to prove a more interesting challenge to the Packers than Dallas than than Dallas will, though. I think I think I am confident in saying that at least like for what the Packers want to do, maybe you start to worry about Aaron Jones on the ground, but I think that with the backfield the Lions have, they can they can make it tight. And as we saw if you can have like the, we know the Packers defense is not good. They just had a good game plan against Dallas to make Dak throw. And I think if you, the difference there is if you make, you know, Stafford throw, it's not going to look like Dak's line. I I have so much to unpack from what you just said there. I think that I think the Packers defense is for real. You do. I do. They have two very good pass rushers. We'll see how healthy they are after this game. I know Zadarius Smith went down, I think a couple times in this game. Um, And their secondary is very good. Jair Alexander is a stud. Uh, I mean, I, I think they have talent at all, all three levels, honestly. And, and I know, I know Mansoor will block, back me on this, but I think that defense is, is underrated. I don't know how they're still fifth underrated. Ranked, fifth ranked by DVOA in pass defense. Yeah. I'll, I'll make that as a note. And, and I'm sure they could very well go up after this game. I know they gave up 400 yep. plus yards. Yep, that's, but, that's from last week. Yeah. 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 When, when you're up you know, 28 points or whatever, you're going to give up a bunch of passing yards on purpose in, in hopes of just keeping it all in front of you. So, I mean, the Packers are just about in a perfect situation right now through five games. Like, obviously, they're not 5-0. and They're 4-1, and but they have two wins in the division already, and their next division game is at home under the bright lights Monday night. If they get that, they have swept everyone in the division, and they're 5-1. and There's, I mean, you can't dream it up better than them, and, and you... You can't keep giving excuses while they haven't played anybody. You win on the road in Dallas. How many times have we said it's so hard to win on the road? How many times did we excuse mm-hmm. the Cardinals tie because, eh, you know, it's hard to win on the road. And, and as how much many as times we, wanna... have we also said that the NFC North is a really, really good division and the Viking or the Packers already have two wins in the division. 
Packers and are again, legit. and again, like I know we talk about their schedule just because we have to, to find something else to fill the time with. But in the, in the at the end of the day, there is no polls in the NFL. We've I've said this for three weeks now. There are no polls in the NFL. There's no AP poll. There's no college football rankings. The only thing that matters are wins and losses. Your record at the end of the day. So it doesn't matter if they ha- ain't played nobody, Paul. All, all that matters is the W's in, in that in that call is how many W's they hang. Like that's it. That's it. Everything else is just us nattering. We like to natter, but if the Packers get a five-one lead in this division, like it might be over already. You might just you you have to worry that like you look at the rest of their schedule and and wonder like who can stop them. So the big test is coming up for the Detroit Lions in Lambeau. I like the Lions' chances for it. I'm not gonna lie. It'll be interesting. It'll be a they will have to have a immaculate game plan for it. But I think Lions fans should be worried a bit. They should be optimistic, but you should have a little bit of twinge of uh, fear. At least you're, as someone pointed out though in our chat, at least you're not getting Lambo in December. Yep. That's the one thing going in the Lions' favor right now. Mid-October is when you're going to Lambo Field before your toes and your fingers and your extremities are freezing off, and some Wisconsin idiot is getting drunk and having me hauled off to the hospital for frostbite because he took off his shirt. That's that's where we're at. That is great where point. we are at. Yep. That's a great point, Chris. I think I think the most interesting. I don't want to get too much into the matchup because we'll yeah, save that yeah, for we're first about ready late, for a jump later in the week. But the, the Green Bay's offense to me is still the bigger question, right? They're the receiving core is young, not very good. Mm-hmm. Aside from Devontae Adams, who we we aren't sure whether he's going to play next week or not. Didn't play this week. Um, and and the run game can be legit. And the Lions' run defense hasn't been very good so far. So I think. I think that's your game plan, right? Is you, you kind of sell out on the run a little bit, which is a, kind of the opposite of what the Lions have been doing so far. But at the same time, like Aaron Rodgers is an Aaron Rodgers, and he'll he'll pull off at least one Aaron Rodgers play. Where like, I hate you, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And and for the and for the Lions, they're going to be coming out with a week two, uh, you know, two week rest plus plus an extra day to go from a bye to Monday Night Football. So that's on their side too. So we'll see if they come out strong or rusty but we're going to take a quick break here when we come back i'm going to see if jeremy and ryan have the balls to play the game i have concocted i am the guy from saw i am the joker i just want to play a game batman riddler i'm all those guys in one and i have a game here we're going to unveil it next on the pride of detroit pod cast stick with us watch us on twitch at twitch.tv slash pride of detroit we will be right back after this quick break Pride to Detroit, P-O-D-Cast. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. Your body is your own. That's why Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Today, lawmakers who oppose abortion are challenging Planned Parenthood. Affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Planned Parenthood believes that health care is a basic human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect our right to control our own bodies. They also work tirelessly to oppose the onslaught of new policies aimed at interfering with personal decisions best left to patients and their doctors. They won't give up, 
and they won't back down. You can join Planned Parenthood in the fight to help make sure that the next generation can decide their own futures. The organization needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. And welcome back to the Pride of Detroit P.O.D. cast. Uh, we've got a fourth man on the call now, Mansur Shaheen, which means I need to drop his music. I get those goosebumps every time yeah. you come around, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. No, he's got Travis Scott as his music. I don't know who that is. I'm old. You don't old. You old people. I know who Travis Scott. I kind of know. I- yeah, I rem- I remember when Ninja played like Twitch or a uh, Fortnite with Travis Scott. Jer- like our Slack room didn't know who he was. I-, I feel like everybody should know who Travis Scott is for as long as Netflix was trying to pump out that documentary that they made, and it was the like opening screen every time you logged on. I still haven't seen it. I need to watch it. But I I'm, I need to watch it. I haven't watched it just because I don't really have any interest. And if you don't know who Travis Scott is, you're going to know him pretty soon because he's just going to be another one of the ex Jenners. <laughs> All right. Well, with Mansur on board, we now have three people here who have now fallen into my trap. I am the Saw guy. Is Does the guy from Saw have a name? I haven't seen this Jigsaw. 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 I am Jigsaw. He makes puzzles, man. Oh, wow, okay. Wow. wow, wow. Anyway, I want to play a game. Jeremy, I have provided you with the music, and oh, yes. we have no imaging. We have no imaging for it. I'll tell you when to start it. But okay. we have no imaging for it, but the name of the game is why you lion and there are uh the points as they say don't matter there i hand out the points according to my own will uh the questions are a mix of lions trivia lions instant gut reactions an essay portion we have we have categories jeremy (laughs) i haven't been in school in a decade we're we're all gonna have to change our our videos to a google docs that we're all working on (laughs) you don't have to write no no you don't have to write it it's just basically it's it's what i'm calling like the little monologue thing and i will grade your monologues but i have nine questions here jeremy if you can please cue us the music for a bed it is time for the inaugural edition of Audience, why you lion? <laughs> and welcome. I am your game show host here, and we are playing Why You Lion. And our first category up is the Degenerates table. Everyone here, here's here's how the rules work. I want everyone on the stream right now. I see we're on Twitch. We have this thing. I want people to put their hands together so I know you're not using YouTube, Google or any other search or Wikipedia, anything. You cannot get your hands together. I don't need to see them on screen, but I want to make sure you guys aren't using it. Your name is your buzzer. First person's name I hear gets the first crack at it. We'll do two cracks and then I will we'll give everyone a crack. And if you don't get it, I'll give the answer. So is there points for first? Do you lose points for wrong answers? No. Okay, so I sweet. say my name. I just say like Mansoor and that's me buzzing yes. in. Yeah, All that's right. you buzzing in. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have a buzzer here either. So anyway. First category is the Degenerates table. Here's an easy one to start out here and for the Degenerates at home, Ryan. We start out slow, nice and slow. For two and a half points, what is the Detroit Lions record this year against the spread? Jeremy. Jeremy, what is it? Three and one. He's got it. You got two points and the hook. It is three and one against the spread. All right, we are moving on real quick. Next category is, are we there yet? 
The Detroit Lions practice at Allen Park, a place Jeremy knows all too well. However, there is one aspect I don't think any of you guys are well-versed on. For five digits of points, what is the zip code for the Lions training facilities? <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> no idea. I mean, I might as well pick a guess. It's up. Nope. All right. Yeah. Go, you know, nope. Time's Jeremy. up. The answer okay. is. <laughs> the answer is four eight one zero one. Oh, see, I was thinking it was one hundred one or one hundred two. Oh, well, I didn't even know the first. No wrong. No idea. To be fair, you weren't in the original plans of this game show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like this, this was planned for these two. But you know what? It's fine. Wild card. You are the hotline buzzed in, and you are flailing about. All right. Instant gut reaction right. time. Okay. Instant gut reaction time as we change over now to. Uh, opinions, and I will be grading your answer here. We'll go around the horn. So, instant gut reaction. We talked in the past about some of the recent success or lack thereof of top Detroit Lions draft picks, be it Amir Abdullah, Jared Davis, Ortiz Tabor, or anyone else in that mix. But I want your opinions. We start with Jeremy. Who was the worst draft pick the Lions have made in the past five drafts? Mm. I'll give you a second, and then you can uh, give me the name and like one sentence of why you think that. Uh, okay. Oh, this is gonna hurt. I think it might Do be it. Jared Davis. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love Jared Davis, and I love his attitude, and I love his commitment to the game, he's just not been very good. And we're in year three of his, his, you know his NFL career now and he's just not gotten any better and he's he's I, I mean I think he's a liability right. when he's out there I'm sorry all right Ryan who is your answer we're looking for the worst draft pick the Lions have made in the past five seasons I think it has to be without a doubt tease Tabor I mean you can take the stance that it's Jared Davis but Jared Davis has eight sacks in his career like I mean he's actually <laughs> like he, he he actually has like played on the field and produced like good plays these Tabor did none of those things here. <laughs> none. Mansoor, we're almost around the horn, man. Who is the worst draft pick the Lions have made? Do I have to pick a different name, or can I pick Tease Tabor? You can pick whoever you want. Okay. You can say Tease again. It's Tease Tabor, and, like, and I know some of the chat said, like, Lakin Tomlinson, but it's Tease Tabor because not only did he play badly, like, we knew he was going to play badly. He never was good. He, he had no – his ceiling was low. Like – Lakin Thomas at least could have been good, but like T. Sabor was a bad player and he played badly. So, yeah. The the Lions the Lions were able to trade Lakin Tomlinson for a draft pick. They had to just outright cut T. Sabor. <laughs> That's true. He hasn't true. landed anywhere else. He's on a practice squad right now in, um, in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, you each get points equal to the uh, jersey number of Jared Davis and Ortiz Tabor, depending on who you answered. Oh, yes. So. Should have said Lincoln Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next category is Slappies Only. The Lions website has pumped out an inconsiderate amount of content over the past few years, enough to drown us and give our notes uh, every bit of juice and meat that it needs every day. So for 76 points, what was the name of the show where Matt Stafford sat down in Allen Park on a gold throne? Jeremy. Ryan. Jeremy, you answered first. Oh. Talking with TJ, baby. That's an easy one. You've got it. All right. Jeremy's out to a lead so far. Points? I'm killing it. 
your list Coach's leader. Quarter is your next category. So we've spoken before on the POD cast with the record of Detroit Lions coaches. Jim Caldwell had the highest winning percentage since the Super Bowl era began. There's only one other coach in the Super Bowl era for the Lions who has had a winning record, who's coached for more than an interim period. Who is it? Wait, what was the question? We're looking for a Lions coach in the Super Bowl era, so that's after, like, 1966, has a winning record, and is not an interim coach. Jack, give me the answer. Who would that be? Is it really? I don't think it's... Is it right? Is it Dick Durand? No, it's not Dick Durand. He was he was interim, wasn't he? He was an interim coach. Yeah, yeah. we're looking for someone who's coached more than like say two seasons. All right, Jeremy. I just say Wayne. Fo- oh, <laughs> I know. What what is it, Jeremy? <laughs> Wayne. I guess it's Wayne Fonts. Everyone says no, Wayne Fonts. No, actually, I was originally going to ask you guys what Wayne Fonts' record is. Do you know what his actual record is or no? I think it's just below five hundred. That's it's the just best. below. It is sixty-six and sixty-seven. He was one win yeah. away from five hundred. I told you, Chad. Not, I told you wrong, Chat. But that is not the answer. The answer is Joe Schmidt, um. who coached from nineteen sixty-seven to seventy-two with a third forty-three, thirty-four, and seven record for I believe comes out to like five point seven winning percentage. Wow, not bad. Also, Joe Schmidt, part of the uh, Lions one hundred team. Yep, yep. He had the he won titles for them back in the fifties. Yeah, give me some points for that. I should get points for not getting it wrong. (laughs) I was about to say, Mansur's getting the last man standing points. Hey, wait a second, Jeremy's at the top. You did not get negative points for missing. I'm not. I none of you are getting negative points. points (laughs) Yeah, no one's getting negative points, Jeremy. Understanding, I didn't know the answer. (laughs) Okay, okay. Here we go. This is a numbers one. Uh, sixth category here is you can't handle the truth. Ryan, by the way, is getting some points for the uh, knowing Joe Schmidt is on the all-time team. But sixth category is you can't handle the truth. We've sometimes uh. we've sometimes come to call it the third quarter, but Lions offense have shown itself very unproductive in the first 15 minutes of play after halftime. Last year, the snake-bitten quarter for the Lions was the first quarter, where they averaged a mere 3.1 point, 3.1 points each game. Guys, for the points equal to the answer, what is the average number of points the Lions are scoring in the third quarter this year? <laughs> I'm going to make this multiple choice from now on, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, do we have to guess it to the decimal point? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, try it. Just, just the tenth, just the first decimal point. Seven. Just, oh. just give me a guess. How many did you score last? How many scored last week in the third? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be I'm like on a calculator. Wait, um, Ryan. Montour? Damn it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna say four and a half. That is very high. No, uh, Mansour, what you got? Two point three. Close, close, but no. Ryan, uh, you're, you're, you're in the right full number. <laughs> Ryan again. What? You get Two. to go? <laughs> okay, Ryan's still wrong. Jeremy. Jeremy, 2.6. Still high. The answer Ryan. I am looking for. <laughs> no, we're done. The answer, 1. Jeremy 9. was the closest. Jeremy was the closest. Uh, did I just lose? No, okay, okay. Jeremy was the closest. The answer is 2.5. How many? Ahead, I said ahead of that. No, you said two. Did we score ten? We're just trying to get 
What game did we get a field goal in the third quarter? I'm not sure. I just know that it that is according to. <laughs> we need a fact checker. Like, yeah, what, that is according. That listen, if that's wrong, then team rankings is wrong. It's telling me 2.5 I mean, ahead of only Buffalo, Cincinnati, Oakland, and Miami. The Chargers belong tied with Detroit as well, but they scored, I believe, a touchdown here this week. Wow. That's so. really good company for the Lions to be in, for sure. Mm hmm. Third quarter, baby. Third quarter. Oh, yeah. Old 10 came against the Chiefs. I didn't know we had a field goal that quarter. I thought it was just touchdown. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. 2.3 times. Yeah, whatever. All right. Essay portion of this of this show. We move on to this essay portion. The Lions have had good years and bad years, obviously. Eh. Nobody likes those bad years that much, but I want the best answer and explanation from each of you guys. If you happen to have the power of, like, Thanok or Theranos or whoever it was from that stupid comic book movie, and you could just delete <laughs> at one season, one season of your choice, just delete it entirely from history. If you could delete a se one season of the Detroit Lions from history, what season would you erase forever? Now, be careful because, I mean, everything. That includes their record and their draft picks they would get in that subsequent draft. So, who wants to go first? Mm, I, I, go I suppose. First? Okay, go for it. Yeah, Mancer. Mancer. 20, 2013, that was the year where, like, we lost the Ravens on those, like, field goals. And, like, mm -hmm. we threw that pick six the end of the Giants game. Definitely that year. Because at least, like, 2008, we sucked. Like, we just sucked. We had no hope. But that year, we almost won the division. And collapsed in the last month. So, definitely 2013. Well, yeah. And that's why I said, like, be careful about it. Because, you know, 2008, you'd at least get the, you know, overall draft pick. You get Stafford. Stafford in. So, like, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm looking up the 2014. Was that the 2014 draft that would have come after that? 2015. So, I'm... No, no, you said 2013, so it would have been... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So 14, so the Lions would miss out then on Eric Ebron. <laughs> Maybe save ourselves a bit so there, Actually, too, then, huh? you know what? I, I'm about to say, this is a really good answer from you. You just deleted Eric Ebron from history on the Detroit Lions. And Travis Swanson. And who else did the Lions take? I'm just kind of scrolling down through their draft picks now. Uh, Larry Webster III, Nevin Lawson. I mean, you seem to have Karan Reed, <laughs> TJ Jones. I All think right. you're. I think you're I'm on prepared. with something. All right, Jeremy, let's go. The 2000 season, where the Lions missed the playoffs after the Paul Enger kick at the very end of the season. The Lions decide after that, missing the playoffs, it's time to blow everything up. And who comes next? One Matthew. McConaughey Millen. I don't know what his middle name all right, is. All, all right, all right. <laughs> That's a really good answer there. I like how we're also like deleting the firings and everything too. Yeah, so erase okay. Matt Millen from the history of this team. I don't care if it means Matthew Stafford's not the quarterback anymore. I don't know what happens, but from 2000 to 2009, the Lions aren't in a pit of despair anymore because the 2000 season is gone. And Matt Millen is not general manager of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> These are two really good answers. Ryan, what do you have? I need to eradicate the 2002 season. And the reason I need to do it is because it has the infamous, maybe, maybe the first time I ever was watching a sporting event and out loud verbalized, audible donged, if you will, my my bewilderment at the choice of a coaching staff. Marty Morningway taking the wind in overtime <laughs> against the Bears. <laughs> that happened today, by the way. <laughs> uh, the Steelers, yeah. The, yeah, the Steelers, uh, the Steelers Ravens got the wind. And they won. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, they lost. The Steelers lost. 
Yeah, the Steelers Ravens lost. Won. Yeah, I thought the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, took that's the win. What, no, that's yeah, the Ravens won. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. You guys are saying the same thing. You're just getting confused there. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, so the 2002 season, get it out of here. The nice thing about that too is that it frees us of Charles Rogers, Boss Bailey, R2 Spinner. I, you guys better. all have. You know what? You all you all win this round. You all had incredibly good answers. <laughs> because we I, I'm all proud avoided of you all. just saying the 2018. The you, all my tra- you all avoided my trap card, and you came up with really good answers. I think Mansur had the best for like an entire single season, and Jeremy had had the most longest reaching uh, results. And I just like Ryan's answer for just weirdness of of how One much moment. he does not like Marty Morningwagon, Boss Bailey. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. We should get points based on the year that we picked. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I get the most. You get the most. answer gets the most. Should I just say 2019? I'm All right. The year 6,524. The Lions had a horrible year. NFL John Boyce 7,776. <laughs> All right. Uh, hardcore history time. In 1996, the NFL released two albums with music artists performing songs with NFL stars. One of these albums is NFL Jams, which includes tracks like Fast Life with Ghostface Killa and Andrew Risen, Game Day with Fife Dog and Rodney Hampton, and Gotcha Lookin' with Farside and Raghib Ismail. Two of the athletes on this album would later play for the Detroit Lions, but only one would appear on both NFL Jam and the follow-up album two years later, NFL Jams 2. Guys, for the points number, um, the, for the number of points equal to whatever I punched last on my TI-83 calculator here, who is our mystery rapper from Motown? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what? I'm making these multiple choices. <laughs> I just want to see your bewildered on your faces, that's all. Next time, I will definitely make these multiple choice, but I can't even come up with fake Lewis names. Lewis <laughs> Charles, Ro- Char- no, but Charles Rogers. That's not even a player. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Nope. 2006. Nope. Uh, 2006. Kevin Smith. No, he wasn't even around yet. He was drafted as an eight. You're thinking a little, a little late. We're t- we talked about 90. The albums came out in 96 and 98. Oh, 96. Oh. Uh, Robert Porsche. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, that would be funny. I think we would have heard of that by now. Um, our answer is Detroit Lions safety in 2001 and 2002, Corey Harris. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I do either. The, the Monster, others, how many of you knew that? Monster no, wasn't the, born yet. Yeah. <laughs> Neither are you, Jer- Ryan. That's we, an old joke. Are we, are we ever really born? Yep. That's true. By the way, the other Detroit, the other guy who went on to play for the Detroit Lions, who was on NFL Jams, was running back Lamont Barry Warren. No. <laughs> Lamont Warren, who joined the team 2001 to 2002 as well, after playing for four years with the Colts. So there you go. He was a part of that awful Marty, Marty Morningwig season that I wanted to ban it. <laughs> yes, he would have been deleted. <laughs> he would have also been erased from my memory as well. <laughs> we probably erased Yeah, actually, no, wait. Corey Harris was there 2002 to 2003. Nope, no, it so wasn't. He probably Could erased Mellon him as well. Didn't sign I, was, I was alive for that, guys. We can't, we can't have people rapping and trying to play football. You need to focus on one thing at a time. I want football players. Do you guys, <laughs> by the way, if you win. 
This isn't as bad as the other album that came out, which was uh, NFL Country. Oh boy! I'll spare, oh I'll boy. spare you the name. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to spare you the names. Uh, Four Score and Seven Beers Ago by Doug Supernaw and Herschel Walker. You never know just how good you've got it with Glenn Campbell and Terry Bradshaw. Oh no! And then my favorite. Two pairs of Levi's and a pair of Justin boots with Toby Keith and Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman? I, yes. Nope. I, We're going to listen oh, to this next oh, time. No, no, we are not. Please. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> die. All right. And finally, the bonus round called Bless the Rains. In the last decade, Toto has just reformed. They were on a hiatus for a brief period. What was the name of their last album they released before the hiatus? Oh, God. <laughs> I also probably wasn't born when this happened. <laughs> like, no joke. Jeremy, Toto, six. No. Good Dang guess, it. though. They stopped naming them numbers after Toto, four. Dang it. Ryan, do you have a shot? I keep on sneezing. Um, yeah, I see that. So how about Toto? B-I-I-I. Because that's not a number. Those are... Roman no. <laughs> no, the name of the album was Falling In Between. Uh, that was my second guess. Yeah, I yeah. tip of the tongue. Same. Next time, next time we'll do. I like this game, but I think next time I'll give you some multiple choice with ringer answers in there. And if you buzz the ringer answer, you will uh, see what happens. But, I'm just a little disappointed that Chat didn't feed me the answers. They have Google. Chat, you're disappointing me. They're also on delay. It's They're also on delay. Smell fishy vagina strips. <laughs> Darth. <laughs> All right, let people in the chat, you let us know who won that round of Why You Lion. Jeremy, you can kill the, the bed music now. I kind of want to listen to it forever now, but okay. Oh my God, please don't. And with that, we're taking a break and we'll be right back with the mailbag for the Pride of Detroit PODcast. Stick around. Remember, hashtag AskPOD at any point to get your questions in. Twitch chat, I see you guys here. Let's get your questions. Let's have some. We'll bring the mailbag back and talk with you next on the Pride of Detroit PODcast. time hashtag ask pod as always to get your questions and i didn't do that one that strong mail time there we go i like that i like that all we right sing it if you uh, want we, what's that i said we could sing it if you want no no not <laughs> after the last time i tried singing it and had a freudian slip we, we will not do that again uh, i would like to stay legal thank you um Cordy Aaron is going to lead us off. Is this the upcoming Monday night football game the most important since week 17 of the 2016 season? The most important Lions game? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, it's hard to say because, like, I feel like last year the Seahawks game felt like just as big. You know, Lions were three and three, a half game out of first place. 
it turns out it wasn't a big game because Lions crapped the bed down the second half of the season, but it felt like a big game at the mm-hmm. time, maybe mm-hmm. as big as this one might feel right now. But if Lions crapped the bed in the second half of the season, it's not going to be a big game. I think 2016 probably is the biggest game just because that was the final game of, of that season. And yeah. with a win, they would have won the division. And that's all they needed to do. They needed to go out at home, week 17, Ford Field rocking, Sunday night football, and it just didn't happen. I, I remember feeling pretty deflated after that loss because it was, it was yeah, the Lions are going to make the playoffs, but, man, what could have been – what could have been uh all right next I, question okay. yeah sorry jeremy go on no go on. just i mean uh, you think about the difference of a win and loss next week and you know it's pretty huge you know three three one and one first place in the nfc north versus two two and one danger of falling all the way to last place again giving the packers as we mentioned before that three game you know a, a win over th- all three nfc north of, oh, opponents it, it's huge for sure but at the same time Two, two, and one is not out of a playoff race, right? I mean, there's still five more division games to go. Um, the schedule lightens up at least a little bit. Uh, if if the Lions come home and beat the Vikings the next week, then I think people are right back on board with this team. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next question here. We're going to Twitter and taking this from James at Cookie991. Has anyone seen any of the Rugby World Cup and any thoughts you might have on the USA potentially hosting a tournament f- for Rugby World Cup in the near future? Cricket, Anyone? my friend, crickets. Uh, well, I've been watching it. No, he said rugby, am... not cricket. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Ryan. That's a good point. Oh, I guess it would. Um, it would be cool for us to host it. I mean, I, I haven't, I didn't even know it was going on. But if it was in America, I'd probably at least like know it's happening. So yeah, it's going on cool in uh, in Japan. It's going on in Japan <laughs> right now, which is also going to be hosting the Olympics next year. Um, I actually am one of the weird guys. I enjoy watching rugby. It's a bizarre, bewildering sport. It's it's watching the weird cousin that uh, football evolved from and where the forward pass and downs never really happens. So it's very fluid in that regard. Uh, the guys are built like tanks, and I love it. Uh, this World Cup's been exciting. Japan, who is the host, uh, they beat Ireland, who is like number two in the world, which has immediately got the home crowd into it. Uh, it's always fun because there's so many good countries that are come out like, you know, New Zealand and some other Polynesian countries always participate. So, you you know, not only this year, do you not only have, you know, Tonga and the Samoas and uh, New Zealand performing Hakka war dances, but you also have the Japanese on the sidelines with uh, wood blocks and Taiko war drums. So it's a very uh, eclectic thing. I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to say anyone but New Zealand is going to win, but uh, I think the hometown crowd for the J- Japanese team is actually a fun little story. I think in the next couple of days, the U.S. will be playing, but the rugby union team for America, isn't that great? Like, U.S. does pretty well with rugby sevens, which is what's played at the Olympics. is a lot faster, but rugby un- union, which is like 13 men on the field. They're not so great, but we'll see. They're playing Argentina on Tuesday, uh, I think like after midnight on the East Coast. But it's fun, man. I would absolutely love to have it here in the U.S. Uh, Rugby fans are wild to hang around. I know there was a concern in the Japanese newspapers before the Rugby World Cup began that 
they wouldn't have enough beer and alcohol for people to drink at the stadiums because rugby fans drink like five times their weight in beer. <laughs> and they were worried that like, we're not going to have enough booze at the stadium, guys. We're not going to have enough booze. They've got enough booze, but not enough like hot dogs and food and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I would love to hang out with some like, you know, someone from Glasgow who's just drinking his ass off, yelling about uh, yelling about the fullback. I see some of the guys in chat are saying I'd try getting into rugby, but it's confusing as hell. I've stopped trying to understand it. I just admit that it's fun to watch. You These guys on the field fighting for a ball. You mean to tell me that football evolved from rugby? If that's the case, why does rugby still exist? <laughs> creation. Jeremy's a creationist. <laughs> I mean, if you can understand, I feel like American football is like the hardest sport to like. It is grasp yeah. so like i feel like if you grasp that you can grasp any sport at that point yeah i mean it's there it's just that i haven't really spent the time trying to understand it too much like i understand like if you can't if you can't keep forward progress going you it's either like you've got to get the ball back to your guys or there's like a screw or depending on a penalty there's a scrum and everything but i don't want to sit here and talk about rules i half understand all i know is it's fun We've been seeing a lot of interplay between rugby and football now recently, especially with Australian rugby players coming over and playing in the NFL being kickers or punters. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. Would you watch it, Ryan? Ryan's gone. Oh, no. Ryan's passing out. What? Why? What are we still talking about rugby? We've been talking about rugby for five minutes. Nobody cares. <laughs> what is with you? All right, I'm kind of here's some question more up your about rugby. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about rugby. <laughs> All right, we got a question more your speed then, Ryan, from Joseph R. Sweeney Five in our comments on PrideDetroit.com. Apple cider or pumpkin spice? Ooh, apple cider. Will anyone in this chat be brave enough to say pumpkin spice? I mean, I my answer is apple cider. I love apple cider. But do you do you know something I learned when I was in Michigan from like every single person I talked to? Michigan has more cideries per capita than like anywhere else in the world. And like really? people in Michigan are proud of, proud of that because I feel like 15 times I was told that and I was there for three days. Do we, does Michigan, <laughs> someone needs to answer me that. Do we make, do we make a lot of good hard cider in Michigan then? Or is it just like soft apple cider? Like that's, that's a, that's a lost call. That's a lost opportunity there. Hard cider is good. Mansoor got told about Michigan apple ciders more times per day than the Lions score in the third quarter. This is not the trivia segment. We're over that. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna upset. You're gonna upset. Well, yeah, no. The mailbag, like, the mailbag purists are gonna be mad. I don't. I don't hate on pumpkin spice. I don't drink like coffee, so I can't speak to like pumpkin spice lattes and things like that. But give me a pumpkin pie, and that's. I'll be very, 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 yeah. very happy. Pumpkin but give give me pumpkin an apple cider and number I might be one for we need to bring back thanksgiving list cast and bring back kyle see if he's changed his mind <laughs> pumpkin i can't even remember my list cast ryan uh but pumpkin pie would definitely be up there but no i just like drinking apple cider it's good it's so good i'm i'm gonna go to parmenters tomorrow yeah I, i'm gonna go get like a case of strongbow or something yeah. I think Darth Angry Hippos is saying that there's some good Michigan hard ciders. I'll have to find some. I just, I never really ran into too many when I was living, you know, back home. I think we so. may have said this before, like maybe in a Thanksgiving podcast before, but like how versatile of a drink do you have to be to be just as good hot as you are cold? That's impressive. Just, what other... just as good non-alcoholic as alcoholic. Tea. Tea is good hot and cold, right? 
and coffee mm-hmm. and a lot of things. Water. No, no. 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 Who drinks hot water? Hot water. I mean, like, uh, I dated a girl from Singapore who drinks hot water. Like, that's apparently like a big Asian thing. Is like, I mean, a big East Asian thing is drinking hot water. Now, now who looks dumb? Who's <laughs> 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 the uncultured swine? Who's the uncultured one? <laughs> no, no, I don't accept it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I'm I'm digging back in here. We didn't get many questions this week, so I'm digging back through. Um, here's a little, here's one from Twitter, a little old from that Johnny Mo, but we never didn't take this last week. Um, I've noticed that old Matty P is always dressed completely in black besides the obvious reason, you know, the fact that black is so slimming. Do you think the secret reason may be that Patricia is a secret goth? <laughs> why or why not? I think he's a thin goth man. Chris just slipped that in there. <laughs> that's not from me, man. Oh, oh, he said that. Okay. Uh, yeah, he said no, no, no. He, that's all. That's all. What's written there? And, I embellished nothing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe it's like you know, like people in basketball, they dress in all black on elimination games because it's a funeral. Mm-hmm. Maybe Matt Patricia's like every week's a funeral for the other team. So he's like, or maybe he's trying to he's trying to be like Darth Vader because his patriot roots. Or maybe as the as the person who posed the question pointed out, maybe he's just trying to look slim. Trying to look slim sounds about right. The, yeah. the camera adds ten pounds. Got to negate that. The question. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he can use a timeout or throw a challenge flag at the wrong time. Speaking of, we didn't even talk about Jason Garrett's challenge flag today. Oh, oh yeah, he God. lost his mind trying to throw his challenge flag. <laughs> I don't know if his challenge flag was my favorite or the ref was like that he retaliated with like, okay, you want to throw a flag? I can throw a flag. We're throwing flags. We're adults throwing flags. <laughs> Zeus, please clip that thing of Jeremy talking like that, please. I have never if seen Jason Garrett that animated. It's always like, yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Like, good job. Good effort. <laughs> good job. Something about the, the, the code the code went wrong. Something went wrong on Jason Garrett. Because I love when I get the tweets on Sunday of Jason Garrett with just one zero zero one 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 zero zero one one. You know what it is? Is he like Jerry's like, hey, man, look at Matt Rule down in Baylor. He's eager for a doubt for the Cowboys job. Oh man, could we? Could He's we, tired we, of getting trucks full of booze sent to him to dry, dry ass Waco. He's ready to come up to the NFL. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for NFL head coach Kellen Moore. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! He almost got mad to do. I cannot picture Kellen Moore mad. There are a few Lions fans that might hop ship if Kellen Moore becomes a head coach. was a chance. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> if if Zenner if Zenner got signed to a CFL team, there's a lot of Lion fans who would like become lifelong oh CFL God. fans. Like they would lose the whole state of Nevada right there, <laughs> and maybe John Whitaker as well. <laughs> okay, uh, Jay Jones one six four asking us, who do we need on Monday? We have a laundry list of injuries going into and exiting the Chiefs game. If you could magically heal four from this list, who plays in Lambeau? Diggs, Slay, Hand, Daniels, Hawkinson, Amendola. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I guess Slay is an obvious. Yeah, you need Slay. Hand. Hand would be big. I, I'd want Diggs back as well. Yeah. And we then can't pick everybody, you, I, though. 
I, yeah. I know that's three. We get four. So I'm, I'm oh, trying to choose right now between Hawkinson and Amendola. Yeah. Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I we only Amendola's got one been more productive. Yeah. I'd, I'd take Hawkinson. Yeah. I think, I think those are the four I take. I'm most intrigued to get Deshaun hand back. And especially this week, I think that there are a lot of people who have been hypercritical of snacks. And I think some mm-hmm. of that has been warranted, but this is going to be this is going to be a game that kind of either sends Lions fans into a into a like a tizzy with with Snacks Harrison and, and how they feel about his play, or they <clears throat> could finally feel like Snacks is back. So this is, I think, yeah. arguably maybe like the most important game for him so far as a Lion. Yeah. H. DeJong asking us, does does the Lions beating the Eagles and the Packers losing to them in Lambeau give you extra hope about Week Six? I don't count Thursday night football. As, I feel like like every <laughs> general, Thursday night game is garbage. Yeah, in general, I really don't like doing transitive property uh, football yeah. either. Right? Like it's like okay, so we beat you know we beat this team and they ended up beating this team. Uh, thus, you know, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. I don't I don't like doing that. Especially, I mean, when you consider both games too. Like the Packers were at the goal line to potentially win or tie it. I don't even remember at this point, but it was, you know, very thin margin of victory for the Eagles there. And then the Lions very cl- almost blew it in, in Philly with the, the blocked punt or a uh, blocked field mm-hmm. goal. I'm sorry. And, and all that. So, I mean, it was the thinnest of margins for both teams, which just tells me that the Packers, the Eagles and the Lions are probably all very close to the, the same level of talent. And we'll see what happens on Monday. Yep. We will. We will. All right. One more question here from Feel the Burn 2020. Uh, which of you cried during Rudy? I haven't seen it. I don't know. Never seen it. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> right. Wait, hold on. None of you have ever seen Rudy? Nope. nope. Well, I've never heard of it. What is that? And I grew up in, I, gr- I even grew up in a Notre Dame fan household, like, and I haven't seen Rudy. Yeah, well, I, I'm just surprised that you were able to escape, you know, especially for Chris and Jeremy. I'm surprised you were able to escape, like, middle school and high school, like, U.S. history classes without, like, the football coach who coached at your school <laughs> playing that the day that he had a substitute. You know what it was? Because the Midwest I, is a different world. That was you know what? Like, that you was know what? It, <laughs> I think for Monster's generation, it would be like, remember the Titans. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you know what it is, Ryan, is because I went to a Jesuit high school. So instead of that, every time there was a fill-in, they would play for us uh, the mission with Robert De Niro and Jeremy Irons. Okay. About like Portuguese Jesuit missionaries who get butchered by the Spanish army or something in in Brazil. Wow, sounds school appropriate. Yeah, well, for for Catholics, it absolutely is. So, I mean, I've I've definitely been I've definitely seen Remember the Titans in school. That was definitely a thing. But yeah, I, I one of the first sports articles I ever wrote, and this was we're talking like 10, 11 years ago, Jesus. was sports movies are trash. You were like thirty five, right? Shut up. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't enjoy sports movies. They. I, I think I love the excitement and and just like the genuine genuine. Oh my god, I can't say genuine. words. Right now. Gen, just say genuine. Just say genuine. 
the genuine, genuine excitement of actual sports that nothing that Hollywood can produce comes close. So I don't, I don't enjoy sports I don't movies. Even like, yeah, I mean, I don't even like the com- comedic ones. Like I was thinking like, Hey, don't, don't I like slap shot? Not really. Do I like, I like major Watch league okay. a little bit. I like major league a little bit, but that just, it feels like an off brand producers when I watch it. So Sandlot, Sandlot's the only good sports movie. Sandlot's good, but that's, that's not even a sports movie at that point. That's uh, yeah. Ryan shaking Oops. his head. What you Mighty got, Ryan? Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks no. 2 is a great movie. I liked Moneyball, but like, I From think that's start because to finish. it's based off a I real have, story. I haven't seen Moneyball yet, and to be honest, like I feel like everyone's taking the wrong lesson from Moneyball, but Guys. that's not the movie's fault. Well, here's the thing, like Moneyball and uh, The Blind Side, like, those are based off of real stories that you can just read the book, and I have no idea what watching those movies would do to me. Like I think I think you the problem for read. me too is I've already read them though. <laughs> I mean, weren't we all going to sit down and watch Draft Day on a podcast we together were. at some point? That movie's so bad. <laughs> I know that movie's so good. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry, but I have to go back on my Mighty Ducks two thing because the great thing about that movie is the third installment in that trilogy. Oh my god! I don't even remember there was a third movie in Mighty Ducks two. They're the junior like Olympic team. They're the yeah. best in the country. Oh my god! And Mighty Ducks three, they can't even make the varsity team at like a high school prep, <laughs> like a prep school in like the states. <laughs> I'm like, how, how, how is this a thing? This is like it, it's it's basically that school is like the equivalent of the NHL deciding no we weren't going to play in the Olympics we'll just send college kids there or something. <laughs> there's probably somewhere in there there. Somewhere in there, there's a Mighty Ducks two and a half. Like when they did Lion King two and a half, where like they all got oh tested God. for PEDs. <laughs> Someone's throwing the longest yard and water boy at us as ideas. I haven't seen either of them. I, I don't know which watch longest sports. yard. That was Chris Rock. I'm not the right movie. Yeah, Adam no. Sandler in the longest yeah, yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I remember when it came out. I think um, the best football movie is Any Given Sunday. Because Oliver Stone, that's that's actually a dissertation on Vietnam. It's not really a football movie. <laughs> okay. It okay. might be the only movie that I've gotten motion sickness from. Well, here, I mean, we're, we're, you were thinking of the 2005 Longest Yard, but there was like an original one. Right. Wasn't Burt there like Reynolds, one yeah. with Burt Reynolds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen either, but I, I might go back and watch the Burt Reynolds one just because it's Burt it's Reynolds. Any, like, given, any Given Sunday has LL Cool J in it, and he gets way too much screen time and it's awesome. <laughs> they paid him the so much money they had with, to get the use they had to <laughs> they had to the only good movie with ll cool j in it is deepest is deepest blue deep blue deep blue where he gets eaten by like a, a, a genetically modified shark dude i need to know hold on ll cool j may have he may have torn up a couple like summers in the box office if he if he put out deepest blue and any given sunday and any sort of like oh man I, I feel like any given Sunday, like what Jeremy was talking about, has that problem where like it's trying super hard to be dramatic, but like sports is dramatic enough that dramatizing is yeah. just corny. Like I can have watch the NFL guys, if I want drama. Have either of you guys seen Slapshot or Goon or any of those like I, yeah. comedic uh, hockey movies? I, I've, I've slept up. The um the Love Guru. Did you ever oh, see no. that? Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, yeah. no. 
it's so bad that had that i felt like that was like the death blow to like michael myers getting <laughs> greenlit for big hollywood budget films what was the last big what was the last big like hollywood sports movie was it invictus with uh with uh about you know uh the south african rugby team with uh with uh, uh what's his name matt damon no matt damon morgan freeman Denzel playing Warren, uh yeah. no no it was morgan freeman, morgan freeman playing yeah. as uh nelson mandela yeah was that the last one? Was there any other movies like? Because that was two thousand nine. Has there been any other notable sports movies since yeah, like, then? Yeah, like Creed. Draft Day. Oh, was it Draft Day more recent? Oh, what, what was that? Creed's the best Rocky movie. Hot take. Oh boy, I haven't seen Creed or any of the Rocky Actually, movies. Actually, you know what? I I almost feel like boxing movies are like their own particular thing. Yeah. Also, real quick, LL Cool J, nineteen ninety eight. He does Halloween H two O. Then he does Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> then he does Any Given Sunday. That is a trifecta. That is a trifecta. That is you you shoot those movies and then you just coast for the rest of your life. That's the kind of triple feature you'd find in a Best Buy box for $3. All right, everyone. I think that's where we're going to close this podcast. See you, Starside. Thank you, Mansoor, for showing up. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future to learn more and support their cause.